You're listening to The Entrepreneur Show, hosted by best-selling author and entrepreneur, Lenore Dekel. We are here weekly to bring you actionable tips and advice to help you turn your passions into profit and watch your business grow. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And without further ado, let's get started. Hello, hello. Oh, goodness, I got something on me. Um, hi, you guys, and welcome to today's IGT Live. I will be on here in just a sec with Lenore Dikash. She is someone who I've been lucky to befriend through Instagram, and she's just like an amazing... Oh, she's here. Okay, let me add her in in a sec. Um, but she is just somebody who is like such a positive, bright light. She posts a lot of content, um, like infographics and things related to trauma and healing. And okay, she's going to join us now. She is just a great, great source to look to when you're going, walking through that process. So hi, Lenore. How are you? Hi, Leah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here. This is amazing. I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to come on your live. It's an honor and I'm so excited to speak with you and your followers today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on here. I feel like we relate with some of the core things that we really want for our like following and the people that are in our community, but we definitely have different approaches. So I'm so excited to hear you talk and bring a new aspect to it all. For sure. Thank you so much again. I'm super excited. Okay. So um, before we start, I know that I didn't really throw this in here that we're going to talk about this, but do you want to give a little background about yourself? Kind of like what led you to this, this um, journey or like to, to have this as like your passion? Yeah, of course. So it's kind of a long story, so I'll make sure to shorten it a bit. But I always knew that I wanted to help people like from a super young age. And I kind of went through the motions thinking of different ideas. I thought even, you know, masseuse all the way over there and then eventually yeah. landed at coach. Um, but that was back in high school and I kind of gave up on that and decided to just, you know, get a major, get a job. So I studied marketing. And then in my sophomore, junior year of college, I ended up like hitting rock bottom. I was like in this super bad place, had, you know, gone through some pretty traumatic experiences and I had to lift myself out of that. I had to rise up and I, I found from that place of healing myself from rising up that I had the tools and the passion that I could use to help other women. So I went and I got certifications. I went and I learned and learned and learned until I was able to do the same thing for tons of other women to help them just rise up from those stuck hard places, heal and just become those badasses that they are to be able to find their passion, start their business, find, you know, the loved ones of their dreams, etc. So Awesome. I love that. And you know what? I actually heard something the other day. I can't remember if it was a podcast or where, but they were saying that like the thing that really is meant to be your gift is the thing that you actually face the biggest roadblock or struggle with the most. And I love that because I think whether it's like relationships or career, Mm -hmm. you know, we each, we all have that thing. Um, Sometimes that battle is the one that makes us feel the most lost. And really Mm -hmm. it's our light to guide us to like our truest purpose. So 
I completely um, agree. I think that our hardships are what lead us to our passion and purpose. Like I, oftentimes, like I'll tell my clients, like you really can find like a lot of times what your purpose is in life with what you overcame because, you know, in that you can help others. So I think it's, even though it can be really hard, it can also be a beautiful cycle in some ways too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, now that we've kind of gotten a little background on what you do and who you are, uh, why don't we dive into a couple of these questions if you're ready? Uh-huh. Okay. So today we're talking about intentional living. And I think that that's something that recently has just really been getting driven home by a lot more people, you know, mm-hmm. like we've been in a super like cancel culture and people have really been just like morphing more and more to walk a line of like similarity. And now it's really freeing that we're really starting to preach the exact opposites, right? Like mm-hmm. love your body, love your skin, be you like whatever you want to do. If it's intentional, like that will make you happy. So follow mm-hmm. that path. Um, and so my first question to you is what is intentional living in, in your words? And when you're working with your clients, um, how do you discuss that with people? Right. And I, I love that question. That's an amazing question. You also brought up an amazing point, you know, like we kind of went through these like difficult times where there was like hustle culture, cancel culture. And even though like it was for a positive purpose, it was toxic in a sense because, you know, we were just cutting out people out of our lives that maybe like we could have worked through course you know definitely we are meant to cut out people who are hurtful but sometimes with cancel culture it's like oh you have an argument you're not friends with them anymore right Right. and so kind of like moving past that towards a more intentional state of being like you said is really important so in in terms of really how I would describe it the each person's intentional lifestyle looks different right but the, the point right is that you know and and like you said like especially when it comes to talking to our clients, because I know like you help so many people as well. And it's important as coaches to help people find their own intention. So really what it looks like is that intentional state of being from the moment you wake up, right? It's the difference between surviving and striving, the difference between just existing and truly thriving and living and being. It's, you know, putting intention into your relationships, really diving deep into, is this a healthy relationship? Is this a toxic relationship? Are they being a bad friend? Or maybe I'm just not being a good friend, right? It's intention in your job. Do I really like this career? Or am I just doing this because, you know, my parents told me to because my teacher told me I should, right? So it's really putting that intention into everything. Am I spending money on things that I really want? Or am I spending money because I want people to think I'm cool, right? Am I eating healthy? Or am I just eating junk food? Like what, what is it that you're really doing? Really analyzing your lifestyle fit to you, whether that's again, relationships, career, the way you eat, the way you spend, all of the above, really looking deep into that and figuring out what's working, what's not, and how can I make this better? How can I make this lifestyle fit me and fit my authentic self and my authentic desires? Yes, I love that. It's really, it's all about that authenticity because that is really what's going to like spark you up. It's going to expand your energy. And something that I love to touch on when it comes to like being intentional is that we really have all these pre-programmed beliefs. And so who you think you are right now, it, not to say that you don't know who you are, but you might not even really know what's like the, the bread underneath all of that. Like you might think, okay, in what I know and understand what's sitting in front of me. Yeah. I want to be like, let's use career, for example, maybe you wanted to be like a doctor 
and that in your scope of programming, it all makes sense. But you maybe never even explored your creative side. Maybe you really want to make music and you don't even know that part of yourself yet. So mm -hmm. I, I love looking at and being intentional. It's like a breaking down process because you really like you got to challenge even the things that you think you know about yourself and then also a relearning and re-getting to know yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love what you do with hypnosis as well, because like you said, it's like we're programmed, right? Like society, like we might not know it, but the way that we're raised, like our home, our culture, our environment, the school we go to, the friends we're around, our society, like that's all programming. And so when we're children, we're are we are that authentic version of ourselves. We are just our soul, our spirit in our authenticity. But as we get older, you know, we start to get like broken down by these ideals of society and we start to just formulate ourselves in that way right and so it's really important and I, I again I love what you do with hypnosis it's really important to use that in order to break through that conscious barrier get down into your subconscious mind and really find that connection to your higher self your authentic self and through that find your true passion and find your true you know existence and purpose aside from society and everything that they've told you yeah, absolutely. Um, it looks like we have a question here. Someone asked, what is cancel culture? Do you want to answer that one? Sure. Yeah. So cancel culture is, I don't know how new it is, honestly, but it's just the idea of any I know, I'm like, when did it become a thing? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, and also, if you want to hop on this as well, like, go for it. But what I know of cancel culture is just that it's this idea of like, Anytime like something bothers you, like whether it's, you know, it's mostly around relationships, but something happens, instead of trying to actually work through it, it's kind of like snip snip, you know, like, oh, well, this person said something that offended me, they're not my friend anymore, block, right? And so it's like, with the block button now, it's, it's so much easier to just like, break away from people. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Again, definitely can be a lifesaver. In certain circumstances, the block button is your best friend, right? Especially when there's, yeah. you know, toxic people, abusive people, hurtful people, right? But what's happening with cancel culture is there are people that you might be really good friends with. You might have had an argument that's not that significant, but because of this ideal of, oh, well, I'm just going to cut off everyone that's not good for me. It's that block button. It's that delete. And it's using technology, social media to cancel our friendships instead of actually working through it because now we have this easy out. So, yeah. And then I'll just piggyback on that. So I feel like that's probably where most of cancel culture started, right? Like, I think that's actually kind of always existed in a way where we're right. like, um, what's the word when you just ghosting people? Like that's right. almost like the start of cancel yeah. culture. Right. But sure. now, like you said, with social media, it's just grown where it's almost like these keyboard warriors. You're like, you don't agree <laughs> with one thing that someone says. And then all of a sudden you're like, they're canceled. And then that's when you see, you know, you see a lot of influencers as well, right. but like they'll post something that half of their following doesn't agree with and everyone's going in on them. And, and they look at them like you're a bad person because you believe this thing or you, you know, do this thing with the way you raise your baby. Like it's, it goes to yeah. so many spectrums, but right. the, the yeah. real like toxicity of it is that what happens when we cancel people just because they don't think like us mm -hmm. is that we start to all like become the same and really like the joy mm -hmm. and the beauty of life is that diversity and it is that originality. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to agree with people, but we still, you still want that, that challenge of opinion and thoughts because you're not always right. And right. so um, 
yeah, that's just my, my extra little take on the cancel culture. I love that. And I love that, you know, you added that because it's, it's really important to note. I think a lot of times, like you were saying, in our society nowadays, we tend to see things. It's like, it's me or nothing. It's my ideas, my values or nothing. And it's, it's no, like, you know, one of the best ways to challenge your ego, just something that I tell my clients is sit with a video (laughs) saying something that you don't believe with. Like, for example, let's take politics. Let's say you're a Democrat, you watch a Republican video, vice versa, whatever. And you just sit and hear them talk and just feel your, the rage (laughs) coming from your ego. Right. And you have to like sit in that moment and think like, are these really my values? Like, why is this bothering me so much? Like, what is this anger? What am I feeling? What part of my body am I feeling it in? What are the thoughts that are coming up? And really, like, just noticing. And it's not to say that, oh, like, you know, let's say you're Democrat, all of a sudden, you have to become Republican or vice versa. No, but it's just listen, right? Because if we stay in our bubble, our whole life, we're never going to learn, right? Absolutely. Um, I know. I love this quote. It says that your triggers are the, or the triggers are the trailhead to your trauma or like where you need to do the work. It doesn't always have to be a trauma, but um, I think, yeah, politics is like an amazing uh, comparison right now, right? Because I came from California, very Democrat and multiple times I would be at work hearing people talking their side of democratic issues. And then, you know, I'm in Utah now pretty Republican here. (laughs) And it's the exact opposite where I think sometimes there people felt like weird being Republican. They felt uncomfortable to be Republican. Whereas here, it's the exact opposite. People feel a little um, like not included being Democrat Mm -hmm. or like it's a little more uncomfortable. People maybe not not accept them if they speak about their Democratic views. And I'll Mm -hmm. say that um, being an empathetic person, I totally can see both perspectives because Mm -hmm one model of we all have a different model of the world and that's something that we really touch on through hypnotherapy so um you form your model of the world from a very young age like we talked about it's all about your programming from the people around you and um for the model of the world here one one set of beliefs makes a lot of sense and there the other set of beliefs makes a lot of sense and it's totally about your exposure so i really love that exercise that you do with your clients i think that's amazing For sure. And, you know, it's, I love what you said as well about like from a young age already, we're forming all of those values and beliefs. And like, especially, you know, you are an empath, right? I'm an empath, but you don't have to be born an empath with this extreme, you know, sensitivity to other people to really, to really be able to just breathe and listen to the other side, right? And that's something that's also part of intentional living is just consciously working on continuously growing as people, right? Even if it's not something that we necessarily agree with, just like we said, like feeling what that triggers within us, what we need to heal, what we need to work on, and then just really being able to like, not dissociate in terms of psychology, but like in an NLP perspective, like gain your third person perspective, right? Oh, yeah. Look at it from the outside and then really take that because when you're in it, when you're associated into it and you're feeling all the feelings and it's it's overwhelming, right? But when you can really dissociate out, look at it from a third perspective, you start to heal already because you're starting to see, hey, this person isn't attacking me. They're just seeing right. things from their perspective from what they haven't healed too, so. Right, and something that I've realized healing through traumas and things is that, even when I think my perception is right, sometimes I'm still one that's wrong. Right. And, and a lot of times, you know, you can, in the beginning, before you're doing the ego 
and stuff, you really think like, no, only my model world is right. But the more you open up that, mm -hmm. that part of yourself, the more you can start to realize like a, a new self-awareness of the times where you maybe thought you were right, but you're not seeing how you're being perceived or your energy is, mm -hmm. is being taken. Sure. So I love that. That's, that's so, sure. so important. Um, we got a, a couple things here. Oh my gosh, Tam Fam, I love all your questions. <laughs> She says, body awareness, definitely. Where in my body do I notice that stressful event? Question mark. A yes. window to self-treatment. Okay, so she's kind of talking about what you said, like sitting with yourself and seeing how you feel. And then she says, empath, that's a term. I love it. Yes, empath is a really amazing term that helps, I think, sensitive people, like bring a sense of identity to why they're so sensitive to things. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think it's, it's definitely a word I discovered like only a few years ago. And like when I, I started reading, like there were some online articles and it was like signs that you're an empath. And so I would read them and I would be like, oh my God, that makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. now I understand kind of why I felt this way, you know, why I went through this, et cetera. So yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's, I'm glad that they finally put like a word to something that already existed and more people are empaths than they know, right? Probably oh, majority yeah. of empaths don't even know they're empaths. So yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. And I think it's actually like a gift that more people could tap into if they right. really started diving into that for themselves. I think some people almost like numb themselves to that part. I agree. Um, and another thing that I wanted to bring up in, in the things that you were talking about as far as like opening your perspective and feeling into those feelings is that, um, and this is something I recently heard on a podcast. It says the good and the bad are both like still good because right. the bad only brings light to what is like positive or good to you or what you enjoy those types of things and so a really powerful statement when you have bad things come up because sometimes these these one sentence statements can really alter how you perceive an entire event right so it's that negativity or negative things are not negative they're just information I love They're that. just information. They're just there to show you the things that you like, you don't like, or you need to dive deeper into. That's, I love that so much. And also just piggybacking off of that, I, I saw another quote and it was, you know, change, change your, the way you speak, change your verbiage, change your inner dialogue to instead of why is this happening to me? What is this teaching me? What is this doing for me? Like you said, information, like whenever something negative occurs, a lot of times it's just a sign that there's a change that we need to make in our life or something, again, that we need to understand that we didn't really, we weren't aware of before. So like you said, it's all about perspective. It's all about those mindset shifts. And once you make those shifts, you can really change your life just from those little thought changes because your your filters, the way you see things, they're going to be positive or negative, right? And so if you can start to right. see things from a more positive view, you can really just actually change your reality. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And when you start looking at things from that perspective, like what is this teaching me? I right. promise you guys that something that maybe would be affecting your life and hurtful for like a week or multiple days. Once you just surrender to it and you're waiting for the lesson, the lesson comes so much quicker. And then like within, sometimes I've had things that like seem life altering, like, okay, this is over. I'm going to die. This is terrible. <laughs> within 24 hours, I already see how it's a good thing. And I'm relieved that it happened because it, I see the good already. Right. So I hope that that's helpful as well for you guys. 100%. Um, so we had another question that I wanted to ask you, um, cause we could get 
into so many things. <laughs> I love chatting with you. Um, but what are like key signs that you're not in alignment and you're not being intentional? I think they're super interchangeable, right? If you're being intentional, you're aligned. So what yeah. are some things? And that's another amazing question. And, you know, it, it goes back to that whole thing about self-awareness and really becoming aware of, like you said, intention equals alignment, right? So are we being intentional? Are we aligned? A lot of times we don't even know if we're aligned, right? Because we're not taught that in school. We're taught, you know, which colonel won which war, you know? So it's like, we're not taught, like, are you aligned with your authentic self? And that's still something that's kind of seen as like, woo woo. But in reality, it's something that we all need to be aware of because we can only be 100% happy with our lives if we are living our lives as our true selves. And a lot of times we're living ourselves, we're living our lives like as a version of ourselves that's not really us because of, you know, the whatever culture or society we were raised in, our expectations. And like you said, the whole thing with the doctor, like maybe you really thought you wanted to be a doctor, but you just thought you did, right? And so some of the signs that you're out of alignment, they can be, you know, in your body, they can be mental, but a lot of times, um, one big indicator is that you just feel stuck. You feel like, you feel like, uh, <laughs> there's not even like, right. a word for it. like, uh, and, and you're waking up every day. You're not happy to do what you're doing. You're snoozing your alarm a thousand times. You don't want to get out of bed. You go through your day thinking, why the hell am I here? Like, what, what is this life even about? Like, I just work every day. I don't like what I do. I just, I don't even like my friends. Right. So it's, it's, about taking that intentionality the reason why we want to be intentional is because it helps us find that career those relationships that are good for us so when we're out of that alignment we might be in toxic relationships whether that's friendships um you know relationships etc um even in, in work right the people that we allow into our lives our energy might be really low um you won't have a strong connection to your intuition because you'll you know be going through life just like like this, right? So you won't really be able to be connected to that higher self, that intuition, that inner voice, right? You're not, your, your desires aren't really your desires. And so I think maybe like in terms of like physical symptoms too, like just pure exhaustion all the time, maybe, you know, anxiety can manifest headaches, nausea, um, a lot of like physical pain, maybe like tension in the shoulders, the back of your neck, um, stress, and just and really just going through your days feeling like there's no purpose, feeling stuck, and feeling like uh. <laughs> like uh. that's probably the most important symptom. If you feel like uh. <laughs> yes, you're probably like out of so many areas. <laughs> That's awesome. That was such a good answer. Um, and again, I want to dive back into kind of what we said before about it being information, because it's like, this is something that I learned through hypnotherapy. We look at these symptoms in our body and we get, we get mad at our body sometimes. Like, why am I not having energy? Why am I feeling sick? Whatever it is, those things, but they're all information. And, and really they get louder because your body is going like, you're not listening to me. You weren't listening when it was just stress. You weren't listening when it was just thoughts about how you're not sure if you're happy. So now it has to keep amplifying. And when it amplifies, it turns into like symptoms in the body. So, um, those are all really great ways to, to identify those things. And I think that in the past, sometimes, we grew up in a culture where when people were too emotional, we looked at it like, oh, well, they're just like hormonal or they're just too much. But 
I think that there's a really strong intelligence behind emotions. And while it's true that some people are a little more amplified, your emotions really are a symptom as well. A lot of times it's telling you that you don't feel filled up by your relationships or your job, or that you have some kind of trauma that's stored inside you that's hurting those different aspects of your life. Right. And you know, it's, it's really important to note, like, as well, like you said, like, we store everything. So if if you're, you know, thinking you're a big deal, and you're like, Oh, well, I don't cry. Honey, it's still inside. Like, oh, yeah, you're crying inside, you're holding it in. And those tears are affecting the every aspect of your life. Because when you don't release your emotions, all it does is it builds up. And so this whole idea of being like cold and, and not crying and being tough, like, it's not cool. And I hate to say it. And, you know, I, it's, it, that's part of my thing. Like I give tough love because like, I want people to understand that like, you are cool when you're you, you are cool when you feel what you feel, you are cool when you're authentic. Like, and you know, it's, it's this whole way that society raised this to just not like show our emotions, not feel our emotions, especially for men and brown cultures and that type of thing. Like, I think it's even more extreme over there. Um, but it's really important to just note that like those emotions that you're not that you're not letting in that you're holding in they're still there and so not suppressing these emotions not allowing yourself to feel is actually it's not a sign of strength that's a sign of weakness because in reality when we do that we're terrified of releasing those emotions we're terrified of feeling those emotions and it's understandable right especially when it's something that's traumatic that we haven't even had the opportunity to process yet to understand to feel it can be terrifying right but there are ways to work through it that allow you to release it step by step at your pace without never letting it out and that never letting it out is what makes people bitter that never letting it out is what makes people cold but that never letting it out is what makes people not able to enjoy life what I found is when I was suppressing my own traumas my own emotions like you said before I was seeing things through my own filters so I would take everything personally I was always offended I had walls up and once I was able to just like break through that and like work through it and feel my emotions talk it out that's when I was able to start really enjoying life. That's when I was able to find that inner peace. So it's, it's really important to just allow yourself to feel and to recognize that that allowing to feel is what's brave. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> um, and I want to just piggyback on that again and say that what happens when we suppress our emotions is like, at first it starts as like, we put a little wall, but it, it just keeps building it's like it's like a messy garage we just keep stacking boxes and things on top of it and then when you get to that point where either having maybe you have anger outbursts like this is not going to be for everyone but some people they get to a point where they have really easily angered or they get you know, really easily triggered or like you said really easily offended right. um and or even somatic issues there's a lot of people who have right. somatic issues they don't know why that they're for sick sure. and it's because what's happened is you've never processed this and then it's just getting buried and buried and buried and you get so far away from it that you don't even know how to access it anymore. And that's when the work can get really hard because you're just, you get to a point where you're guessing. 
you're guessing what you need to work on until you finally hit like a crack and you can get into it. And that can take so much more time and so much longer, but you don't even know that that's going to affect you until you get to that, that breaking point where it's, it's really causing issues in your life. So like being sensitive, you might just think you're sensitive, but really it's because you buried something seven years ago and yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, those are all amazing points. And also one amazing thing about hypnosis as well is, you know, if, if you want to speak on that too, like that's something that is part of what it's there for is to help us right. actually find what is it really that we're suppressing? Because a lot of times, like we might not even remember. And that's the crazy thing. They might come back as nightmares. They might come back as like random flashbacks. We might not have even remembered that something had happened to us, right? And so that's one thing that hypnosis is really good for is like it, it lets you break the barrier of the conscious the conscious mind, helps you break through that wall, right? Like think of it like the, the conscious mind is over here and then there's like a wall and then here's your subconscious. And like, most of the time we're only accessing the conscious mind and so a lot of times we're not even realizing what's really going on and that's why hypnosis is so important because it helps us access what's really going on it helps us access what it is that we might not have even remembered what it is that we suppressed maybe we remembered it but we suppressed what it is that we need to work through and only from working through that only from releasing through that only from healing that can you allow yourself to cleanse your life to heal your life to move forward and be happy and to stop those triggers, to stop that anger, to stop those somatic issues. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, so let me touch on hypno then since we've just kind of dived into that. So hypno is really cool because, you know, it's not like therapy where you have to know what the event was or what the thing was and you have to tell the therapist the story of it. You can come into a session and you can just work through an emotion. So you can just mm -hmm. dive into anger. And while you've quieted the conscious, because, you know, a lot of times when we're having a lot of these issues, our conscious and our unconscious, they already have a little bit of a separated relationship. We aren't really taught how to form the relationship, but they're super divided. Like they're almost, they're not working together anymore. And mm -hmm. so while the unconscious kind of always knows what to do and it always knows the way to do things and store mm -hmm. things the conscious is it's kind of like he's the captain of the ship and right. he's just like no i know the way so we're doing <laughs> it this way and then the unconscious is just the shipmate and they're like fine i don't get paid enough for this just do what he says let him <laughs> let him hit the iceberg i won't tell him right. so um that's like a great way to look at it when you realize that if you can just quiet the conscious Right. Just very difficult. And a lot of times when we have traumas and stuff, we we check out from the body and we go a lot into our mind because right. we don't want to feel the pain of things. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, so that's a great a great way. You don't have to always know. And then in that moment you might have a burst of emotion or a flashback mm -hmm. of something that's happened to you. Um mm -hmm. and hypno is just a way that um, you can rewrite your experiences. So basically most of the things that upset us in life that are triggers or negative experiences, even traumas, it's because we have created what we call negative associations. So we've said, mm -hmm. okay, this bad things happened to me and say, because of it, I am now, I'm, I'm not confident. I know I'm not attractive. I know that I'm not worthy. And what you do instead is you say, because this happened to me, I know that I'm powerful. I know that I'm like unfuckable with or whatever, you know, I know <laughs> that I'm courageous because I walked away from it. So just really taking like a negative and we just be out a positive association right. to it. 
And that is so empowering because you already have all the resources to do that. You're just shifting the mindset. Right. And it really is that, that easy. And that's what's insane is people don't realize that they think, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm going to have to do all this work. And obviously it takes work. It's, it's a conscious effort every single day, but it is those small mindset shifts every day, right? It's, it's writing them down on sticky notes so that you can see them when you wake up. It's recording them and listening to them right before bed. It's, it's that conscious effort, but it really is just that little shift. And going off of what you said with, you know, the whole like captain shipmate thing. First of all, I love that. That's brilliant. And also like mentioning that it's important to note that while the conscious mind also is, you know, the leader in everything, that the conscious mind, the, the leader of the ship is also the person that you give orders to, that you give information to, like you were saying. And what the subconscious mind will do, the shipmates will do, is they'll take that information. They're going to listen to the captain, right? And so whatever the captain says, they're going to find evidence for. And so as you're saying, when you make the mindset shift, when you tell the ship, the ship captain, when you tell the conscious mind, I'm a badass. I got out of that situation. I walked away. Therefore, I'm courageous. Then the ship leader, the conscious mind is going to tell the subconscious mind and the shipmates, we're a badass. <laughs> we walked away from that. We're courageous. And what the subconscious mind is going to do when it, hear it, when it hears that enough is it's going to start to find evidence for it. And so the that more is. you tell the conscious mind, the subconscious mind is, start, is going to start to reprogram. And so instead of finding evidence for life sucks, people suck, <laughs> I'm ugly, whatever it might be, you're going to start to find evidence for I'm a badass, I'm beautiful, I'm courageous, and life is actually a land of beautiful opportunities. Absolutely. <laughs> And the other thing, like you mentioned, it's hard, but it's also so easy. I think the hardest part, honestly, the hardest part is being willing to see your shadow, being willing yeah. to actually see the parts of like the parts of you that have made it so difficult for yourself to heal. And it's right. usually those walls and it's usually those pains that you don't want to feel. But it's like, if you can change this one thing by sitting with the pain of it, Right. then it can change all of the rest of your life. So you are experiencing yeah. less like small pains from day to day. Right. It's right. so worth it. And so it's really like, and, and hypnotherapy, especially you're quiet mm -hmm. most of the time, you know, you ask right. a few questions, but like I said, you don't have to tell any of the nitty gritty details if you don't want. And so it's mm -hmm. really about willing to follow directions and show up. Right. And that's, it's that simple. And you let somebody else guide you through your journey. So um, if you can follow directions and you're willing to surrender, I promise right. hypnotherapy can help you through pretty much anything, even if you just need to relax. It's great right. for that. So yeah. And you know, I think one thing that you mentioned too, that really just resonates is the importance of one actually recognizing and sitting with the emotions to be able to surrender and also really just to feel like you're not doing it alone. And that's what I love. And that's why, you know, like as a hypnotherapist and as a coach, we are able to, even though we focus on different tools, we're able to help people in a very similar way because a lot of times, a huge part of healing is just knowing that someone is listening. And I remember, yes. yeah, it, it's insane. It's absolutely amazing the power of the voice, the power of releasing the trauma, the power of having someone care about you. And 
you know, a lot of times with the person that we think that the person that cares about us needs to be our, our partner or, you know, a family member, whatever it might be, that can even be a hypnotherapist, that can even be a coach. It's that human connection that we need. Um, and so I, I really like that you mentioned that whole surrender and also just just being able to listen to um, instructions, just being able to sit there and be there and exist in alignment with this other person that's helping you, that in itself is a huge healing, a huge release. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think that's great. Um, and also, I'd love for you to maybe expand on coaching. So um, like you said, it's really about that relationship because life is so busy. And I'm so, so excited that we're finally moving into this right. more feminine energy where we believe that you don't have to work all the time to succeed. And actually doing less is sometimes doing more because you're preserving mm -hmm. that like authentic energy. Um, and so when you're sitting with a coach or a hypnotherapist, even a therapist, if that works for you, you are you're giving yourself an hour of your day or however long that's just about you, right? The more we get to adulthood, the less life is about you. It's about how do I appease my boss? How do I make my friends happy? How do I make my partner happy? Mm -hmm. If you have kids, you got them too. And then there's very little time in most people's day, unless mm -hmm. you're very in a personal growth, which is a blessing um, <laughs> that you prioritize, like truly sitting with yourself. And so therapy is, it's a mirror and it's just, it's all about you. What do you need right now? And right. so that's the beauty of coaching as well. And I'm really excited that with quarantine, I think that the coaching industry has really started to like <laughs> blow up. And I can even admit, I didn't understand the value of a coach, but someone kind of explained to me, they said like therapy and things is for people who are not really ready to help themselves or right. are not in that healthy place to start building. Whereas coaching is like, you can still have trauma and things, but you're in a healthy enough place where you can start building on that and shifting things in your life. So I'd love to hear from you now that coaching is starting to grow, like just to give people awareness on the power of a coach, because I think until you have a coach, it's one of those things you can brush off and say like, I don't need that. Right. It's like, I can do a home workout. I don't need a gym membership. But then when you get a gym membership, you're like, oh man, it's great. You know, I have access to so many things. So um, I love to hear your take on that. Yeah, and I really appreciate that space to speak on it. It's, um, like you said, it's something that people really have no idea sometimes that it even exists. Everyone knows what a therapist, right? Everyone knows what a doctor is. And generally, you know, we know when we need to see a doctor. We know when we need to go to, you know, counseling. We need, we know when we need help. Like when we know when there's a plumbing issue, we know to call the plumber, right? right. But a lot of times, like, like you said, we might not know when to call a coach. We might not even know what a coach is. And something that I also picked up on what you said is that, well, therapy, a lot of times it's that mirror, it's working through the past, coaching is forward thinking. And so you can still be working through traumas, you can still be in the healing process, but you're ready to take where you're at and move forward. And that's why it's so important to have someone at your side. That's why it's so important to have the tools and the knowledge, because a lot of times on our own, like you said, unless we're into personal development 24 seven, we don't really have access to those tools. And so we're working, we're, we're looking after our kids, we're, you know, making sure our partner is happy, we're making sure our parents are happy, we're making sure our friends are happy. And we're not focused on ourselves, we don't have that opportunity to grow. So what a coach does is they accelerate that growth, they accelerate that healing, so that you can take where you're at that stuck, that toxic, that uh, <laughs> you can take that and you can turn it into as in my I hope statement, a person 
specifically women, which is my clientele, a woman who is unfuckwithable, someone who is badass, someone who's going after their dreams, who's working on their passions, healing their traumas, working through everything that they need to in order to break through those walls, break through those barriers and live that life they deserve, be able to attract relationships that are healthy, be able to find their passion and build an entire career off of that, build a healthy lifestyle off of conscious habits that they might not have previously been aware of, right? So it's really about having number one, a listening ear, as in any of these service professions, but number two, also just having someone to really sit there and guide you and give you the tools. That's why a coach is a coach, because we have taken the time to number one, overcome our own experiences, but also learn really a lot of tools that can apply to the healing and thriving in any person's life. Yes. Oh, I, I seriously love that. I mean, coaching is I've now that I've realized how powerful coaching is, like, first of all, I think mm-hmm. I will never not have a coach, which is so <laughs> crazy. But um, I want to also add to what you're saying as far as coaching is like, I think we are trying to erase these neural pathways that we've built out with our traumas or our bad habits. And sometimes, sorry, someone's at the door. Okay, hopefully that's not too loud. He's like, <laughs> um, so we were, we've done our job to try to eliminate the bad habits, but those neural pathways still exist and we're building Mm -hmm. new ones. And we don't always know what that next step is to build those new ones because maybe it was never modeled to us. We didn't have the relationship or we didn't have the the career guidance or whatever it is. And so a coach is someone who's walked those steps usually, and they can help you know where to implement the healthy habits and they can give you feedback when you're struggling with them and you just, you need an ear and, and, you know, coaching is really cool as opposed to therapy because a therapist, you still kind of are like, okay, outside of my appointment time, I don't talk to my therapist. Like that's it. I pay them to be there. And it's not that a coach is not still a professional relationship. There's still boundaries, but a coach is a little, I want to say in some ways, a little more of a friend or a a more of a true bond and relationship because you get to know your coach, you get to know their journey that got them there. And so So when they give you advice or you're struggling, they can give you feedback that's like, it really can hit home and just either it's, either it's the tool when you fall in backwards. Whereas if you were alone, you maybe wouldn't know what to do to get your energy there again, but also a tool, uh, I'm sorry, a coach, they hold the vision and they hold the energy for you. So it's like, if you guys are two magnets, normally if you were by yourself and your energy is a little low, you just, you're like, you're fighting your lower magnet whereas when you have a coach their energy is like pulling you up and you might go down from your own but they still help pull you towards that higher vibration and they're not doing the work for you like it's definitely not um like a codependent relationship it's just that they're always there to just help you snap back into your vision Right, 100% to motivate you, to energize you, to give you the tools. And that's something that's really important as well about coaching is we have the tools, but we don't just keep them and then, you know, with our knowledge, help the person, like maybe a little bit more in therapy, which, you know, therapy is awesome. But with coaching, it's it's more giving the person the tools so that, like you said, it's not codependent so that once they walk away from that session, once they walk away from working with you, they can implement those tools for the rest of their life. So whenever they have that struggle again, now they can solve it on their own. And so one of the reasons why coaching is so powerful is that it doesn't just empower you for that session, for that three weeks, for that 12 weeks, whatever. 
it empowers you for the rest of your life because you have raised your vibration. You've also gained all the tools in order to live that full guided life, except now you're the one guiding you. And I also like what you said about energy, something that we don't talk about a lot, but it's really important. Like one of the reasons why people use crystals is because crystals vibrate higher on a higher level. And so if you're on a low level, you're vibrating on a low energy spectrum, and then you hold a crystal to your chest and you do crystal healing, your energy and your vibration and the crystals vibration will meet in the middle. And so your vibration will be raised. And so that's something about having a coach, having a hypnotherapist, when you are meeting that person who's at a higher vibration, your vibration is actually going to raise. And so even though we're not doing the healing for you, we're helping you do your own healing. We're also just automatically healing you and raising your vibration by having that constant interaction. And then on top of that, we're giving you the tools to live that, that thriving lifestyle for the rest of your life. Yes, that is so powerful. And, um, and it's also kind of like, it's like you go to the gym once a week versus when you go to the gym multiple times a week, even though a coaching experience, sometimes it's like three or four months or a shorter time because you are consistent, you're actually building a legitimate habit and tool, like you said, to take it into the rest of your life where your coach doesn't have to keep holding your hand. And while I, I love therapy and I respect therapy, I've done therapy and it's helped me tremendously. Um, it's just that once a week. So sometimes therapy can take a whole year or two years or three years. And if you are in a healthy enough place where coaching is a good fit, it can really just expedite so many parts of your life. And so, yes, I love that so much. Um, okay, so let's do our last question here because you know we're a little over time. I, I could just talk to you forever. I know. Um, we have so many things to chat on. But my last question for you is just what were some of the most rewarding but difficult choices in your own journey when it came to intentional living, whether it was maybe career, did you have to walk away from any careers or relationships? Like what are the hard things you had to choose to be happier in the end for it? For sure. And you know, that's such an amazing question. And like you said, I think we could be here talking forever, but definitely, you know, we'll, we'll shorten it. Um, I think the key word here, like you mentioned, is really walking away. Um, a lot of times when we're not aware, when we're not aligned, we don't have that understanding to really see what is good for us. Um, and so I had found myself in a lot of situations that were ranging from bad for me to extremely traumatic. And I wasn't even aware of them. And um, I ended up walking away from friendships, people I'd been like best friends with for, you know, over four years, um, a relationship, you know, <laughs> person I thought I was going to marry. And then, you know, I walked away from that with complex PTSD. And so when I was in that relationship, I couldn't see what was going on because a lot of times we don't really process traumas until we're safe to process the trauma. And so the, the first step that really was the hardest step for me was actually leaving, just like I left toxic friendships, just like I left a toxic job that I was in. The first step in all of those was actually leaving. And after I left, that's when I was able to see how bad the situation was, you know, how bad the friendships might have been, how the, the job that I left. It was toxic, but it was also holding me back from my dreams. So that was twofold. And then, you know, again, the relationship, I was not able to um, heal or come back to myself or become the person I am today until the moment I decided to leave, right? And so I think for me, those, those transitional moments were really becoming aware enough to realize what was not working for me in my life. 
and taking that courage and strength to leave even when I really don't want to, right? Sometimes you love people. Sometimes you're comfortable in situations. Sometimes you're terrified to make a step. But a lot of times the thing you are most terrified to do are the things that are going to be the best for you. So um, I think acting on my intuition, acting even though I was scared and taking the leap towards something that was healthier, towards healthier relationships, towards a career that I love, towards, you know, replacing that toxic love with true self-love. I think those leaps were really like my most intentional moves and, and absolutely 100% I can say they changed my life. I would not be where I am today if I had not making those, made those steps. And 100% I always encourage people to just look deep see what's not working for them and find what will. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. Yeah, I mean, something that I teach is that the no's are just as important as the yeses. Like walking mm -hmm. away from a hard thing is mm -hmm. just as important as doing all the steps to get towards the thing that you want. So that's mm -hmm. really amazing. You had to make a lot of decisions like that. And it's, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I definitely think that you are just glowing and you really seem passionate and like where you're supposed to be. So um, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And Leah, honestly, you've always been a huge inspiration for me. I love what you do. You are a huge part of my healing journey as well. You helped me get into oh. hypnosis to begin with. So I appreciate you and I can definitely see you are literally glowing. So I, I really appreciate this time to just hop on this, this call and have everyone watch and, and just be able to have these, you know, conversations that need to be had because it's, it's really, I think these are things that people might not necessarily be aware of. I wasn't aware of and they can really change lives. So I really do appreciate you. Yes. Same to you, girl. Um, well, thank you so much for being here today. I feel like this was such a powerful talk. I'm so, so excited for anyone who missed it. That's getting the opportunity to watch it back. And I just hope that everybody has an incredible rest of the week and we will definitely have to do this again because I had way too much fun. So a hundred percent. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you to everyone that took the time to watch. It's been awesome to speak to you. And um, you're welcome to check out my page as well. Shoot me a message. I'm here for you. So, Yes. And then again, Lenore, do you want to just mention where people can reach you and some of the stuff that you will be doing in the near future or are currently offering for people? Yeah, for sure. So my profile, my name on Instagram, also my Facebook page, most of my social media handles also on Clubhouse is Life with Lenore. So it's just Life with and then Lenore, which is L-E-E-N-O-R. You guys can slide me a DM. I will reach back out to you as soon as possible. Um, I'm currently offering a lot of different things right now. I've been building a lot of projects lately, and so I finally have um, different options at all ranges of price points. I have my workbook, which is by Pride and Joy. It's um, on my profile in my shop. I also have another book that we actually hit bestseller. It's a collaboration with a ton of other women, really incredible, also on my Instagram shop. You're welcome to ask me any questions. Um, I also have a course. I have free meditations on Insight Timer, my podcast, which is also Life with Lenore. And I also have um, two programs. So I have a one-on-one -on -one and I have a group coaching program. They're both called From Striving to Thriving in 90 Days. And they're to help you make that enormous transformation to help you transform your life. So if you want to learn about any more of these, feel free to send me a DM. Um, or if you just need a listening ear, I'm here for you. So 
Amazing. You guys, so you have a ton of resources. Um, and once again, thank you so much for being here. You guys go ahead and check out all the Lenore's stuff. And until next time. Thank you so much. Bye, girl. Bye. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur Show, hosted by Lenore Dekel, author, entrepreneur, and consultant. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, and we will see you on the next one.